Yo, my hungry homies. Today's House of Carbs brought to you by our good friends at Hanes. Hanes is America's number one brand of underwear, and they just made it more comfortable. The Comfort Flex Fit Underwear is the latest innovation in comfort from Hanes. Comfort Flex Fit is cool, comfortable, and supportive. So comfortable you will forget you are wearing these underwear. How did Hanes do it? With a breathable pouch for support and roomy fit, these attributes came in very handy as I traveled all around Augusta National a couple weeks with the podfather Bill Simmons and his own father, Dr. Bill Simmons. I had on my Hanes Comfort Flex cool, comfortable, and supportive underwear, and it was a glorious experience every which way. You will want to replace all of your underwear after you try these. The Hanes guys know how to make underwear, and it will not break the bank. You can get a pack of three for 15 bucks, less than half of what you pay for a single pair of those crazy, expensive designer underwear. What I like here, my, my, my taste buds, get yourself six pairs for $30. That's six pairs at the price you might pay for one of the fancy ones, and then you're covered for the whole week. How good is that? Give them a try at Hanes.com or wherever you buy your Hanes. Hungry homies, today's House of Carbs also brought to you by our fabulous friends at Lisa. Lisa is an innovative, direct-to-consumer online mattress brand that's also socially conscious. We love that about them. For every 10 mattresses that Lisa sells, they donate one to a shelter through their 110 program, not to mention the mattresses themselves have a patented universal adaptive feel and the Lisa mattress is designed for all types of sleepers. Now, Lisa is expanding its offerings to include the Lisa pillow, the Lisa blanket, the Lisa foundation and the Lisa frame. It's a, your one-stop shop for all things bedding and outstanding sleeping. You can try a Lisa mattress in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Available in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Germany online with free shipping. This is a 100% American-made mattress that ships compressed in a box right to your front door. If you want to try one out before it comes to the door, get yourself to the Lisa Dream Gallery in Soho, New York City, or Virginia Beach, or get to any one of 80 West Elm stores nationwide and jump up and down on the mattress. Although they're not very bouncy, they're much more sort of cuddly is the way I would put them. But I, I love the one that we have in my house. And it's my son's bed, which I end up sleeping in a fair amount. Get yourself $125 off and get a free pillow whenever you go to L-E-E-S-A dot com slash carbs. That's Lisa dot com slash carbs for $125 off plus a free pillow. Do that today. Couple hot things going on 
at The Ringer, of course, on the podcast network. I hope you have seen this news. If not, I'm going to shout it into your ear. The Food Neighborhood at The Ringer podcast network is getting big. It's getting Chang. I'm talking Dave Chang launching this Thursday, April the 26th. Dave Chang has a lot of things to say about a lot of topics. Dave Chang knows sports. You didn't know that about Dave Chang. Dave Chang knows art. You didn't know that about Dave Chang. Dave Chang knows culture. You didn't know that about Dave Chang. Dave Chang knows food. You did know that about Dave Chang. You got to listen to this podcast and hear him cover all those areas. His free-flowing stream of consciousness style. You have heard it on these House of Carbs. He's our good pal. I'm excited for this, and I can't wait to invite myself on one of these early shows. Also this week on TheRinger.com, I love this story by Molly McHugh, Lexicon, Facebook's inexorable tie to data brokers. Molly is exploring the highly murky area of data brokers, people that, that apparently go into the Facebook and data mine and then sell that information. Now, look, hungry homies, I don't mean to dissuade anyone from anything that they may do in their lives, but I, for one, have been. And you can look, go look at my, my own uh, Facebook. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I I am not a Facebook dude. This story convinced me that I made the right decision. Check it out on TheRinger.com. Oh yeah, my hungry homies, my taste buds, my culinary comrades, my food friends. Here we are back for another edition of House Oh. Carbs, the food podcast for the hungry people, by the hungry people. I am your hungry host, Joe House, and this is part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hungry homies, I am very excited for today's show. Our old pal Jason Gay is on. We are covering many topics. He is our belly on the street, living that food life the way most of us do. We're talking about his kids. We're talking about his own eating experiences as revealed in the grubhub.com. And of course, we have food news with the incomparable Juliet Littman. Let's get into that belly with the homie, Jason Gay. All right, my taste buds, you know this dude, sports columnist for the Wall Street Journal, author of a book by the name Little Victories. He says it's a life guide for people who don't like life guys. Please welcome our good pal, Jason Gay. Joe. They're applauding. That's applause applause for the hungry homies, Jay Gay. Now, look, I I have one more title for you. I want to try this out hey. because I, I right. it came to my attention. You you have not been on frequently enough. I want to see if we can deputize you. I'd like you to be kind of our our belly on the street. That would make you the House of Carbs bots. What do you think about that? I like it. Now, is this an unpaid position or is this uh, like an internship? Like, how does it work? Um, will you accept donuts? That, that that's more than enough. Okay. Yeah. The currency on this show is always edibles, which you are familiar Good. with. I know you're familiar <laughs> with from your story out in Las Vegas. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, it's fully legal there, you know, I should add. No laws were broken. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, so, look, we had question? you on. Please ask. I, I want to ask you a question. I, what does this Chang thing mean for the House of Carbs? Okay, so David Chang, is he moving in on your spot? You know, he's an important American chef, and I, I, and I get the impulse. But what does it mean for Joe House? It, it it means uh, easier entree into major domo. Like it's like I, you know we're coworkers now. Like he he, he should okay. show up with short ribs anytime that we're in each other's space. I, I, there's absolutely nothing but he's a cultural icon, Jason Gay. I mean he's a he's an, a well, new American you, legend. You Joe House. Well, you are well, also there's a cultural icon. Do not sell yourself short here. It's it's part of the beauty of this great country that we live in. There's 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 room for two of us. And uh, I'm just excited to hear um, some some real Washington sport uh, hatred because my guy Dave Chang he lives and breathes these D- the DC sports scene as do I so his his, his yeah. voice as an additional voice on that topic is very welcome. Um, so brother brother Jason, our, our 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 belly on the street. It's been too long since your last appearance uh you were on in the summer we were talking about eating in airports um (laughs) since that time you went on a on a journey all the way across the world uh to the olympics in in korea and yeah i mean i'm 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 guessing you probably ate at one or two of the airports along the way right (laughs) yes in fact there was a dunkin donuts in the uh recently renovated seoul airport which i patronized totally different uh Donut situation there too. I know that's exactly what you wanted to hear about the Dunkin' Donuts in Seoul, Korea. Well, it it is um, crucially important to your own enjoyment of, of the experience. I, I know that. Did, yeah. Were you going to the airport every day to get your Dunkin'? No, it's a great idea, but it was about a three-hour bullet train ride from the Pyeongchang Olympics, so I just couldn't bake it into the schedule in the way that I wanted to, but. Joe, I did have some good meals there. In fact, uh, your great guest, Andrew Kay from the New York Times, I, I got to dine with him one night. Um, and uh, I would say, you know, these Olympiads, people say, like, they're either the gain weight Olympics or the lose weight Olympics. Bonnie Ford, who's covered the Olympics for a long time for the ESPN, told me a long time ago, yeah, there are Olympics where you gain weight and there are Olympics where you lose weight. And I think that Korea was somewhere like right down the middle because the food was terrific. So you're always eating, but it's not super fatty. I mean, there was some fried chicken here and there, but you know, you're eating a lot of proteins and fish and stuff like that. So I didn't really pack on the pounds that I did in uh, say Russia, (laughs) which was definitely a get fat Olympic. Okay. Uh, that that all makes sense. Did you come back with any one particular dish that you experienced while you were there in Korea that you just said, "I have to have more of this"? I can't wait to get back to the states and see what what you know the the versions are that I'm I'm able to get here in the U.S. are all about. You know, I have to admit, I didn't do the kind of adventurous eating that uh, Kay did, and, and uh, I didn't okay. have any live octopus or anything of that nature. Um, I did sort of turn my uh, schedule upside down. So, like, 
kimchi suddenly became a breakfast dish for me, which was a little bit of an odd choice and probably not great for anyone who had to have Strong. a conversation with me in the morning. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've weaned myself out of that habit by now. Yeah, you didn't have your wife with you, so you didn't at least have to worry about, uh, you know, yeah. I- intimate morning kimchi moments. That's right. <laughs> probably, probably for the best. Um, well, the, the main reason that I wanted to connect with you today, you uh, tweeted yeah. a few days ago about having a father-in-law in town and you took the kids yeah. out to, to a fancy dinner. And that, yeah. you know, that you, you intimated that it may not have gone perfectly. Um, so I had to have you on as our belly on the street, as a father of two young children, I have my own young child. Let's, let's talk this through for, for the hungry homies, for all our taste buds. Let's just get into this a little bit and, and try and deconstruct how and why it went wrong and see if there are any, uh, you know, learning, if there's a teachable moment in here that we can relate to all of our (laughs) culinary comrades. For the moms and the dads out there and the moms and the dads to be, I mean, Look, I don't know where you are. Your son is how old now, Joe? Seven. He's seven. Seven. Okay. So he's probably a pretty good dining companion at this point. Well, uh, in, in the sense that you can... younger. Yeah, you can give my son an iPad, and we all agree to ignore each other for the duration of the meal. <laughs> yeah. So he's the perfect dining <laughs> companion. Okay. So my kids are a, 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 a couple years younger. i got a five-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. And I start from the position, Joe, that we just should never go out to eat ever. That it is always <laughs> a bad idea. And sometimes if the kids are being good, especially over the course of an afternoon, I can trick myself into thinking that we are actually – dining out material. And that's what happened last weekend. The father-in-law was in town. You know, there's a little bit of pressure to entertain, impress the father-in-law, certainly show that you're good parents who can take your children out to dinner. And it was kind of like a basketball game where we were playing like at a division higher than we actually were, you know, capable of playing at. Uh, Within 15 minutes, we were just down 20, and there was no looking back. I mean, we were in, the kids were just, you know, it's really a 15 to 20-minute experience dining with my family right now, I have to say. So part of the challenge for you, you live in, in Brooklyn, New York, right? That is true. So, so eating out is in the fabric of, of your, your existence. It's, it is why you live where you live because you can have, you know, um, that one, one element of that New York experience is you never really, uh, that challenged by the, the, the perpetual annoying question, what's for dinner? I mean, you have lots of (laughs) options and they are in-house options and out-house options. This is true. This is true. And and there are, I would say, I live in this neighborhood, Carroll Gardens, where there are sort of a lot of kind of hipsterized Dave and Buster's type locations that are very family friendly, uh, you know, kind of are used to loud, noisy tables and really are not the kind of place you want to be at between 530 and 730 on any given evening. Uh, but in terms of experiencing, you know, the true New York culinary experience, the places where you really want to dine, the places where you and David Chang go out to eat. That's an awfully hard ask for a family with young children, even in a place like New York. 
So let's start with with fancy dinner. What constitutes a fancy dinner? For my family right now, anything where there's a menu is probably considered a fancy dinner. <laughs> well, you said you uh, but, you went to a fancy dinner, so you went to a place with a menu. What were some of the other yeah. attributes? We're not gonna. We don't need to to shame you or them, so we won't name them by name no, unless you want to applaud any, them. I don't. I don't have any issue with naming the restaurant. It's this wonderful restaurant around the corner called Gersey that's been in the neighborhood for I guess a couple of years now. My wife goes there all the time with her friends. We have. Uh, good friends are a couple who met at Gersey who probably named their first child Gersey, but my children are not Gersey material, uh, as nice a place as that is. Um, you know, part of it is that they get in there and they just, you know, they're restless. They're not obviously reading the menus. And, uh, my son, uh, he's, he's going through this very odd period. I don't know if your son did this too, but my, my son only wants to eat oysters. I don't know how this happened, but somewhere along what? the line, my my five-year-old son has a, a, a developed a nice uh, $50 plate uh, oyster <laughs> addiction, uh, well, which well, is really who, tragic. Who gave him an oyster? You know, I blame the in-laws. You know, I married into a Maryland family, and it's just, it's oh, wow. just full of... Uh, of oyster eaters and 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 I, and I just blame the other side of the family for it. But oysters, you know, what crabs, it does is, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's you know, I mean, on one hand, you know, I know a lot of parents struggle with kids and you know finding adventurous appetites and getting them to eat anything besides a hot dog. Like I know that part of it because that's actually where my daughter is. She just wants the hot dog. So it's a good thing that my son will do adventurous things, but boy, does it really sock it to you with the bill. And and he's a five-year-old, so I don't know what his dexterity is like in terms of his handling of a small fork. But like, what what what's his technique for consumption? Oh, there are no utensils involved. Okay. I mean, this is all hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. Um, he's a slurper. Percy, he had the he had the muscle. Uh, they did not have oysters, but he had the muscles, and it was like watching. It was like watching someone like attack, like a, uh, uh, you know, like as if they were putting their hands into that sort of, you know, garbage uh, uh, contractor and and uh, Star Wars. He was just sticking yeah. his his big meaty paws into this bucket of. Uh, uh, muscles and and I, I want to apologize to anybody who was within a hundred feet of this scene because it was disgusting. But you know he loved the muscles. What can I say? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me let me say this. Uh, I have one word for you, and that is relatable. I mean, come on, yeah. it's a big pot of mob sticking my hands in too. Of course. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, He's a belly on the street. He's the son of the of the belly on the street. Of course, he eats with his hands. Um, now, did these muscles were they just st- simply steamed, or was there a broth as well? It was like a marinara, mussels marinara kind of thing. Oh, and, come and, on! He's got a he's got a punchline too, Joe. The kid now actually says, "Hey, Dad, do you want a muscle?" and hands me. One which I open and doesn't have the muscle in there. He's already working. He's already got a. He's already got a bit, Joe. He's already got a bit with shellfish. I mean, it's oh, ridiculous. I, 
I'm pleased to see that his shellfish interest and curiosity that he's willing to um, explore other other uh, varieties. I mean, go, oh, mussels are, are definitely less expensive than oysters. Have you got them to clams? You got to get clams into his hands. No, we have done clams, and we were talking actually the other day about, okay, if we go away this summer over to Cape Cod, like, you know, maybe we'll get a, a shellfishing license, and we'll dig up our own oh. clams. It's going to be great, yeah. and like... And we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, this could be a terrible idea too. <laughs> well, let me, let's get a little more detail on, on what went wrong. And if there is maybe a lesson to be learned, um, maybe, yeah. maybe not. And then I, I want to talk a little bit about the outstanding food diary you did for the good people at Grub Street, but let's, okay. let's finish this, this <laughs> dinner. I want to finish this, this adult and, and, and kids dinner. Now you had, you had them outnumbered, which is a rarity, right? You had three adults and two kids. You had six adult hands, uh, versus four kids' hands. Where, where did it go off the rails? We went with no electronics. I think this was the critical error. Um, Come on. What are you? Are you a hippie? A little bit. Vaguely hippie. My wife is definitely <laughs> on the hippie trail. I'm, 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 you know, maybe a, a few car lengths, a few VW bus lengths behind. Um, <laughs> we try not to do. We try not to do the uh, the iPad and the phones. I mean, there's a little bit of, like, iPhone uh, shaming, I've noticed, like eye contact, you know, sometimes you get from parents. Um, so we weren't doing that. The kids had a little bit of a puzzle thing. I think my son had some sort of puzzle, but, you know, it just was a mess. And then you got my father-in-law, and, you know, this guy, he's like, look, I'm 70 years old. This is... I, I I don't want this to be part of my life anymore. I'm 70 for a reason. I don't need to have dinner with three-year-olds throwing stuff on the floor. So he wisely just, you know, stuck to his beer and uh, ignored the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things, too, also with parenting in a restaurant. You're very self-conscious all of a sudden. It's one thing to eat at home when your kids are making a scene but when they're out in public you're very aware of the eyeballs that are upon you and and uh sometimes i will come to that pressure joe house i i feel it my own self i know it i'm familiar with it uh my seven-year-old is a vocal fellow he's an only child so he's very verbal and he lets you know immediately if he is unhappy with something and so in that in that age range that three-year-old to seven-year-old now my guy uh, at one point, we took him uh, to a restaurant where he was wearing shorts and his legs, un, you know, uh, at, at his kneecaps became irritated by the, the seat that he was sitting in. And he resolved mm-hmm. that by putting both of his feet onto the dining table that we were, e- we were eating on. It was covered with drinks. I, I had I I'm a kind of guy. You The first time we haven't had a meal together, but you'll see. I, sometimes this was like a like a late breakfast kind of deal. Uh, I had nice tea. I had a coffee. I had a Bloody Mary, and of course they were lovely enough to bring water. So just four four glasses around me, and my wife had her mimosa and a coffee and a water glass. Homie put his legs up um, immediately, a straddle the edge of the table, and gave it one mighty push, and the every drink on the table went down. With this was outdoor dining onto the slate deck, and uh, the record screeched to a halt. So I, I hear you in terms of you know being self conscious and and trying to uh, 
you know, um, ma- manage the, 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 the judging eyes that are all around you. But I will say um, you're going to have to get a little more flexible on electronics. That would be my recommendation. Now, I'm not telling you how to raise your kids, but I'm just that would be my suggestion, I guess. We well, that's a good suggestion. We're, but we're just going to put the kids up for adoption. We've had it, and we'd like to go <laughs> out the, to eat in some some of the nice to- restaurants around the city. So that's what we're going to do. Total, totally viable plan B. I support it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this this Grub Street Diary. Um, the good folks at, at Grub Street uh, pick. You know, I think it's a New York only kind of deal, right? I can't invite myself on here. Um, I'm not to, sure. To, I think it's like definitely New York skewing because it is New York magazine. Right, right. And 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 they uh, pick somebody to kind of run through a food diary, their experiences of eating over four or five days and, you know, the ins and outs of it. And uh, you did one of these recently uh, back in back in March. And I just wanted to uh, he, here's my first question. You have a neighbor, a little guy named named Mikey. And my question yeah. is, are you are you trying to kill Mikey? I mean, be honest. <laughs> because the food what what Mikey gets when he comes up to your house, he gets yeah. he gets donuts, he gets you, yeah. you buy a cereal for him that does not sound like a healthy cereal. He gets yeah. bacon, which is delicious, yeah. but you know. So yeah. let, let let let's get let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mikey's four, but he probably has coronary artery disease already because of coming up to my place for dinner. But, yeah, so we're in this building in Brooklyn, and and it's this great building. There are eight apartments in it, four of which have children under the age of eight, and the other four regret ever moving into this building. Uh, and, And it's full of kids, and so this kid, Mikey, sort of comes and knocks on the door in the morning and comes and has a second breakfast. It's like a sitcom. It really is like a, like a, like an eighties sitcom where he opens the door and everybody goes, Mikey. And, uh, you know, I make sure to buy him his cereal and, and so on. But to be honest with you, I, uh, I think Mikey probably, you know, we need to cut back on his second breakfast. You're right. You know, <laughs> it, 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 looking at his health, you know, it's probably time for him and my son to start smoking actually. It sounds like he just comes to your house for dessert. It sounds like he's already taken care. You know, his parents treat him to a proper four-year-old breakfast, you know, with proteins and a diversity of grains and, and fruits and vegetables. And then he's up at your house getting the chocolate bomb cereal and, uh, you know, the, the donuts yeah. and whatever extra yeah. bacon might be around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and also the other thing I noticed the other day, I, I feel he really passed the Rubicon here, which is... Uh, he opened the fridge without permission. I feel like, you know, that's just, that, 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 you're crossing a line when you're opening it's, up somebody else's fridge and getting in there. And, you know, I salute his uh, hubris. I think it's great. It really, it, it, that, that, that's a line crosser. But on the other hand, he's four. So it's, it's yeah. time to start setting some parameters. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, quickly go through kind of uh the, the the your your diet because i felt very um new york to me i mean it just was like a, the quintessential yeah. new yorker kind of experience um and a lot of eating out now did you feel any pressure in the first place to cook at home okay so i felt more pressure doing this grub street diet than i have in about nine years of writing a three times a week sports column at the wall street journal i'm not kidding you i felt like all eyes were on this and i would be judged in a way that i'm not used to being judged 
And it proved to be true, by the way. Um, I, 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 I was very, you know, uh, uh, cognizant of what places I chose. I made sure to hit the right neighborhood spots. I didn't want to leave anybody out. I made sure to have lunch with our mutual friend, Adam Rappaport. I don't think he yeah. and I had lunch in a couple of years, but I <laughs> stuck him in there because I wanted to show off. Yeah, to show uh, off. I got you know, it. Yeah, you know, I'm showing off. I got some friend who runs a food magazine. I mean, I need to find a good place. I mean, my my ordinary day-to-day eating existence is not terribly uh, uh, eccentric. And yet, I still did this thing, and it turns out to be mostly coffee and donuts after all of it. And so uh, there were some comments from people saying, oh, it's, it's great. He's, he's killing himself and his children, you know. I'm sure they'll be uh, obese within a year. I mean, people are, can be cruel. Joe I know. I was very proud of you. I thought you did a great job. I was especially uh, impressed by making sure that you got the, your Dunkin' Donuts into there. That was uh, crucial. You cooked a steak, well, which that, I was very happy about. Yeah. I, I, you know, I did, I, if nothing else, I've learned from writing a sports column, you've got to be honest. You can't put on airs. And Joe, that's one of the things that I really have always admired about House of Carbs and what you've built is that you are the opposite of the pretentious food lover. You tell it like it is. You are not trying to masquerade or put on any kind of uh, pretension about who you are. Uh, and, and that's the kind of food stuff that I like. And, and, and honestly, you know, our friend Adam, who you know, runs a frou-frou food magazine, is also kind of that way. And nothing drives me crazier than sort of, you know, sometimes you read these food diaries quite candidly and, and they would be a little bit pretentious. And that was a lot. I, I didn't want that at all. But thankfully, I, there's no risk in it because I'm just kind of pathetic. <laughs> well, I, I, I greatly enjoyed it. I, I encourage everybody to check out www.grubstreet.com. Find the Jason Gay Grub Street Diet from March. It was a, a, a great read. I don't think that we have any recommendations to anybody with kids about how to tackle this <laughs> fancy dinner um, issue, this 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 conundrum. I think the answer is um, don't try to go to fancy dinner. Maybe that's the recommendation. Uh, wait till they're old children. enough and that's always yeah. a perfectly viable solution. Put them up for adoption <laughs> or wait until it's okay to not get those judging eyes on your kids sitting there with headphones and an iPad, um, barely, yeah. barely, uh, barely nibbling on tortilla chips. That's, that's the best we can do for now. Jason Gay, you are the house of carbs, belly on the street. We're going to talk to you again much, much sooner as opposed to much, much later. I can't wait to see what the belly on the street has in store for us next. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. And 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 I noticed that you almost called me Jason Day. There was a little bit of shack house like creeping in on the house of carbs there, which I'm totally used to by now. I hear from people just... on the weekends. They're like, hey, I like how you're playing. <laughs> well, that's, you accept that. It's a perfectly lovely compliment. Who cares if they've got the wrong guy? Uh, I don't. I, I can't wait to see your golf swing. When I was in seventh grade, I would have paid $5 million to be named uh, Jason Day, believe me. I bet. I bet. Well, now, now we're calling you the House of Car bots, so nobody can get confused. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, Taste Buds. 
As you know, this is one of my very favorite sponsors we ever had here on House of Carbs. I love all of the sponsors on, on House of Carbs. I'm especially fond, as you might imagine, Hungry Homies, of the ones with uh, food items that I can put into my delicious belly. Let me tell you about our friends at Thomas's English Muffin. They have a breakfast that is worth skipping the snooze button for. The only breakfast brand that delivers a one-of-a-kind eating experience with its original Nooks and Crannies English muffin. There's nothing quite like that Nooks and Crannies texture. So perfectly toasted to give that irresistible crispy edge with a warm, soft center. Take it from a true fan. House from House of Carbs. The secret to revealing the perfect Nooks and crannies goodness every time is you gently pull the Thomas's English muffin halves apart. You can use a fork to split them, but don't use a knife. You need the nooks and crannies, the natural detaching that gives you the peaks and valleys that are crucial to your butter and or your 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 whipped uh, cream cheese. Wonderful. You next lightly toast each half and then you top them right away with that butter or the beautiful whipped cream cheese. Watch how it melts and pools inside all those amazing little nooks and crannies, spaces. You have peaks, you have valleys. They're all covered with a delicious and beautiful butter or cream cheese. It is a delicious burst of flavor in every warm, toasty, buttery bite. If you haven't had them already, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you must get out and toast and butter some Thomas's Nooks and Crannies English muffins. They are truly like no other. Quick word from our good pals at Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? As you know, posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it is annoying. ZipRecruiter knows that there is a smarter way. They went out and built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you are looking for and identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. Whenever House of Carbs really truly blows up, my hungry homies, we're going to be hiring. We need tasters. We need beer tasters, chip tasters, cheeseburger tasters, fried chicken tasters, pizza tasters. You'll hear on today's episode, Juliet and I talk about Pizza Hut. The way that ZipRecruiter goes about identifying people with the right experience and then inviting them to apply to the job, that's revolutionized how you find your next hire. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day and ZipRecruiter does not stop there. They highlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match right now. House of Carbs listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Yeah, taste buds. It is time. She's on the line. Here we go with this week's edition of Food News. 
Juliet Littman. Hello. I feel like singing. I don't know why. Um, I support it. I like singing in general. Could be these stories. Well, first of all, let's sing because Meek Mill is out of the joint. Meek is free and he's going to the Sixers game. Yeah, where else would he go? That would be the very <laughs> first place I would go if I got out of out of jail in Philadelphia today. Do you know why the uh, minority owner of the Sixers is going to pick him up from prison and take him to the game? Like, what is that? What's going on there? Wow. I, I, I don't know why. Um, I like the gesture. I think they should stop somewhere great like Federal Donuts to get some fried chicken and donuts on the way or like Dizengoff's for a delicious hummus or something. You know, he should have a fantastic meal along the way. Tony Luke's for a steak. if That's his thing. Whatever mood he's in. Did you see the last, something... last week um, Michael Rubin and Bob Kraft like went to visit Meek Will as well? Like Bob Kraft got involved here. Oh, wait. Is it Michael Rubin that's going to pick him up? Yeah. Oh, Michael Rubin's a man of the people. I, I know see. a backstory about Michael Rubin. I know all about Michael Rubin. I go way back with that Mike Rubin. You do? He's been a man of the people for a long time. Yeah, he used to be. He made his fortune in the um, second generation clothing business. He's an athletic apparel kind of fella. And uh, yeah, I know the Philly peeps. I, I go way back with the Philly peeps. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Great. So Rubes uh, is going to get him, of course. That's on brand for Rubes. Yes, Rubes is like is the shepherd for Mike Meek Mill, apparently. Oh, great. I'm well, just that so makes confused about the Bob Kraft part, but whatever. <laughs> Bob Kraft is not a man of the people. No. Don't let him fool you. I was not fooled. Don't worry. I was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously not a fan. Let's get into some fan. good stories. While we're talking about the NBA, I have one tied to the Greek freaks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think I said that right. You said it. Thanks. You said it. It's mo- so much better than Bill Simmons. Bill <laughs> Simmons last week on a podcast that I joined him on insisted on calling him Giannis <sighs> for the entirety of, of the segment. Why? Why did Bill Simmons do that? It's more syllables. It's Giannis. It's just Giannis. Everybody knows it's Giannis. He's been Giannis for a few years now. Bill just likes to overcomplicate things. Seriously, it's a Euro. What are you having? I'm having a Euro. That's right. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. Okay. So the Bucks were down 2-0 and now they're tied 2-2. And after Giannis won game two for them, he wanted to get food. So this story comes from us, comes to us from the Journal Sentinel in Milwaukee. And I quote, what does a six foot eleven superstar have to do to get a table around these parts? A tweet that quickly went viral suggested he could not get a table at Bel Air Cantina in Milwaukee. Bel Air Cantina is a local chain of taco restaurants with six locations, including one in Madison and one in Brookfield that opened April 17th. This particular Bel Air one is at the corner of North Water and North Humboldt Streets. So that doesn't mean anything to me. Anyone who wanted to partake in the chain's $2 taco promotions on Tuesdays or Thursdays knows the wait can stretch to well over an hour. They didn't see Giannis, and so I think, in fact, he left, and they released a statement afterwards. We were very sorry that we weren't able to seat Giannis in as timely of a manner as we would have hoped. The Bucks' big win, thanks to his tip-in and the team's great play combined today's spring weather, had people turn out in droves to celebrate, and we had quite a wait. We were honored he came in for a celebratory meal, and we wish we could have accommodated him right away. We welcome him back Thursday after another Bucks win, and we'll hold an open table. And to turn this into a positive for everyone, we are pledging that the Bucks win the series Thursday night in Milwaukee. We will provide all Bucks fans the free taco with any purchase all day Friday at all our locations. Go Bucks, Bucks and Six. So, 
a big part of this. So many things. Yeah. So, so many things to say. First of all, if you look at the picture that originally went viral, yeah. it doesn't look that crowded. Like, it's just sort of like they forgot to tend to the front or something like that. I am with you. It is empty at the front of the house. Yes. It's not busy. <laughs> doesn't look like it. Not from that angle. And then, second of all, you have to assume Everyone in the state of Wisconsin knows who Giannis is. Certainly in the city of Milwaukee. He didn't go far. He went from the stadium to this taco joint, not like hours away, minutes away. And like, He's like probably the one of the two most important Wisconsinites right now. I don't know how this happened. It's very, it's very well, confusing. How about this? Well, certainly one of the two most recognizable Wisconsinites at the moment. Milwaukeeans, whatever you want to call the definitely, homie. Definitely. It's like no, Aaron Rodgers and Giannis. Who else? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Nobody else. So I have issues. Of I course. Mean, what is going on? I, I really, 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 that's like six reallys, reject and resent the if they win condition associated with them, this this uh, poor taco chain attempting to make amends. If the Bucks win this series, everybody gets a free taco. How about this? You botched the living daylights out of this situation. And, and there are a, a million ways... To cure it, although the easiest cure would have been to figure out a way to get the man a seat in your taco house, notwithstanding the fake droves of people that were fake occupying the place, because we taught, we saw the picture, and it certainly is not overly full, but you can't make it like this condition and that condition and this day and whatever. Come on now. Just come correct, taco Seriously. joint. I also think that they could have done some sort of like charitable donation, but like, like I don't even know what that is. But like instead of the, like, I mean, it's either like free tacos, or if you're going to do conditional, like, or if that doesn't come to pass, like we'll donate like the same amount of money to like a, a charity of Giannis's choice or something. Yes. There was just a better yes. way to parlay this into good PR. It's just been handled That's poorly right. across the board. From the from the moment he walked in the door, all the way up to you know this this feeble attempt to make things right. Poor, poor, poor. Do better. I mean, people from from Milwaukee were outraged that when Bill Simmons and I, uh, you know, placed the city not in, in the bottom five of our, uh, you know, one through sixteen food city rankings. If this is the way that Milwaukee restaurants treat their customers, you're staying in the bottom five, Milwaukee. I completely agree, one hundred percent. Giannis looks dope in his Nike sweatshirt too. Of course in, he in does. This picture. You know what? Giannis always looks dope. What 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 he would he have to wear the, to, to 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 not look dope? I can't think of a single thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he would look dope in a dress. Of course, sure. He's a bad man. I love him. I love Giannis too. Okay, let's move on to another topical story. This one is straight off the PR news wire. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read to you the highlights of this um, press release from Pizza Hut, and I'll really get into it. Pizza Hut pulling out all of the stops to kick off NFL sponsorship at 2018 NFL Draft in their own backyard. Pizza Company has, quote, drafted NFL superstar Juju Smith-Schuster as red carpet social media correspondent. The wide receiver will also be serving as an ambassador for Doorbell Dance Campaign. The brand will celebrate the 14th pick of the third round, or the pie pick, 314, with pizza party for the player in his new hometown, free pizza for a year, and additional perks. And the restaurants will be offering a special NFL draft box featuring two medium pizzas, an order of wings, and breadsticks starting at $19.99. So... 
basically, Juju Smith-Schuster is cashing in with one of the league sponsors, Pizza Hut. And then, and this is notable because it's no longer Papa John's, right? Like that's kind of why this is such a big deal. And in its first activation as an NFL sponsor, Pizza Hut will activate in a myriad of ways, including enlisting NFL superstar Juju Smith-Schuster. And um, he'll be on the red, the highly anticipated red carpet. He'll dem- demonstrate all the ways he celebrates when uh, the doorbell rings, meaning Pizza Hut has arrived and fans can submit their own doorbell dances on Instagram. In addition to working with Smith-Schuster, Pizza Hut will recognize the 78th pick in the draft, the 14th pick of the, thir- of the third round with free pizza for one year, an invitation to a pizza party, and... Um, and honoring him in his new town. So similarly to this Giannis situation, where I don't know if if, if a new NFL player needs all this pizza. Like I, like whatever. I guess they don't get paid that much if you're a third round pick. So like cool free food. But I think it, I don't do football players get a per diem like NBA players. I, I I don't know. I think the third round is lucrative enough that uh, the homie. Could enjoy um, the 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 he could he could pay for his own pizza for the year, but I will say it creates a nice opportunity. You you properly uh, observed in connection with the Giannis story that there's a charity element here that was a missed opportunity. That's the the angle I would play with this Pizza Hut. I would be like, yeah. you don't have to, you need to bring it to my house. Here here's the shelter you need to go to. Here's the children's center yeah. you need to go to. Here's the you know the abused wives um, house. There are a million ways to play it that that's going to make everybody feel right about the situation. Uh, I'm going to let you give a reaction because I have a couple thoughts about this. I just, the overall promotion. Sure. I just think it's a little too high concept. Let's go down the middle with Pizza Hut. Let's like you know celebrate the first pick. Let's actually do a pie day promotion on pie day. I think three fourteen, the third round, fourteen pick, way too complicated. No one's going to get that. It's like even a mouthful to explain. <laughs> well, I, I I think it's harder to explain than it is to like observe because I feel like um, as the pick approaches, they'll be able to build social media uh, anticipation. I just feel like you can consume it easier than reading about it and talking about it. And I actually think it's a little bit clever. Um, and I like very much the combination of that, which is which is I, I'm with you that it's obtuse, but it it um, it does. I, I like the idea of sort of building some anticipation as it as it uh, arrives. And I know I don't know if they'll be able to show up at at that draftees home with a bunch of pizzas but that would be pretty good if you could if you could figure that out that would be good right? if you're if you're watching mel and uh mel kuyper and uh who's the other fellow he's no clue. with todd no clue todd oh yeah todd mcshay you're right todd mcshay yeah todd mcshay todd if you're watching todd and, and mel and they say here are the next five picks and you 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 call up your local franchisees in each of those those towns uh, and say, get ready. We need we need a hot one. We need you to be ready for our, with a hot one to get over to to wherever the homie resides. That's not half bad. Um, I really do like the doorbell dance, though. I think you that's do. cool, and, and I think Juju dancing um, sure. creates all kinds of yeah. That's 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 really where I'm coming down on it. Do you think he's the best choice for this sponsorship? Like, who's the best NFL pizza endorser? Well, it's not Juju, but Juju was a great underdog story. And it resonates with me that Pizza Hut, as a new entrant, as the new pizza sponsor uh, to the NFL, 
is is slightly in you know it has an uphill climb to to ascend the lofty heights that Papa John's once occupied before they self-immolated before they defenestrated threw themselves out of the window set themselves on fire in a highly clumsy way I like you know the idea of Pizza Hut climbing the mountain a little bit let me ask you this question Juliet when's the last time you ate some Pizza Hut very long time very it's been long. A long time for me too. I doesn't. I forced my family as a like very young child to go to Pizza Hut for some stuffed crust pizza, and I think that was the last time I was like nine. Was it good? I don't remember. It was salty. I like salty. It's I, up my alley. It's not fair because Domino's is just clearly the reigning champion of fast food pizza. Well, only because they're so extraordinarily efficient at getting. They're literally. The fastest pizza delivery. And pizza's you know. good. The pizza's good. It's good. It's, I, it's, it's okay. I like it. I like I a like pan pizza. Fine. I like a good pan pizza. I, you know what? I really do like the thin crust. I know that this is oh, coming at this from different angles, but I do. It's it's like almost cracker thin. Um, it's actually we might sick. have to try Pizza Hut this year. It's, it's actually sick how efficient Domino's is. It's like really <laughs> comes so fast. <laughs> I wish every we've we've talked about this before. If if every um, food deliverer or other deliverers could be as you know efficient as as, as Domino's, the, the whole world might be slightly better. I don't it's know. So true. So so true. Okay, house. Moving on. This one is more of a celebrity story, but it's raises some questions. Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, is planning to launch his own brand of tequila. These uh, officials from the Stars Company filed documents with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in January, attempting to register the brand name Mana for use selling the Mexican spirit. The application is signed by his ex-wife and current manager, Danny Garcia. That's a great twist about The Rock. Ex-wife and current manager. <laughs> Mana is a Polynesian term for spirit or supernatural force that confers power and authority and is close to Dwayne's heart due to his Samoan heritage. In a post on Instagram last year, the actor turned wrestler used the word to describe the impressive bull tattoo he sports on on his arm. So he ended that post with um, the hashtags, the mana, and now let's break out the tequila. So I guess this is simmering in his mind um, for a long time. And he just really likes tequila. When he was going to Saudi Arabia, he said, I look forward to my first visit soon to Saudi Arabia. I'll be sure to bring my finest tequila to share with, share with his royal highness and his family. So the man's got a passion for tequila. Okay. Feels like a stretch in a in a few different ways. Interesting. Wow. Okay. First of all, hasn't tequila been done already? Yeah, big time. I mean, it it's 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 he he's like the fourth celebrity to tr- try and jump into the tequila game. Bigger problem with tequila. Well, of course, there's Casamigos, which George Clooney literally just made a billion dollars on. But other problem, right. in my opinion, is that there's a whole like two seasons of Entourage based around Vince trying to make his own tequila. So that's just embarrassing, dude. You know, get a little bit more original. I also uh, am trying to connect the dots between the Polynesian term for spirit, his Samoan heritage. And the, the the culture that you kind of imagine and associate with tequila. I'm having a hard time with that connection. Interesting. I think perhaps he's just um, conflating two things he loves, his heritage and tequila. I mean, tequila is Mexican. It's not, <laughs> simple it's not from Samoa. <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. I guess that's like, you know, um, if I, uh, I can't come up with a good one. I was going to talk about cheeseburgers and golf, but, you know. <laughs> Those already go together. Man, I could go for a good cheeseburger right now. I could go for a nice drive down the fairway. So there we go. (laughs) That's a weird one, The Rock. Good luck with your business, man. Best of of luck, Bana. It's a a crowded marketplace, but do what you can. That's it. Go get it, Rock. Last story of the day. This one 
I'm just I find to be uh, hilarious. A woman named Crystal Tadlock was traveling to the U.S. from Paris and she was traveling with an apple. The apple was found in her uh, possessions in a random search by U.S. border agents after her first flight landed in Minneapolis. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol would not comment on the case, but they said all agricultural items should be declared. The apple was handed out in a plastic Delta Airlines bag. Ms. Tadlock said she did not remove it from the bag and instead put it in her baggage for the second part of her journey to Colorado. She posted a photo on Twitter of the plastic bag and box, which had contained the contraband sliced fruit. And adding the hashtag, pound, a.k.a. hashtag, an apple a day doesn't keep customs away. <laughs> when the apple was found, Miss Tadlock told the border agent that she had just received it from the airline and asked whether she should throw it out or eat it. Instead, she got a $500 fine. She told CBS Denver that she travels frequently and had gone to France after winning a trip to tour the Grey Goose Vodka Castle in Paris. Jealous. Uh, <laughs> and she said, he had asked me if my trip to France was expensive. And I said, yeah, I didn't really get why he was asking that question. And then he said it's about to get a lot more expensive after I charge you $500. It's really unfortunate that someone has to go through that and be treated like a criminal over a piece of fruit. She added that her global entry status, which allows for expedited security checks, has now been revoked. I just want to say losing global entry is probably the absolute worst part of this story. By far the worst part of the story. I didn't realize I I had skimmed it and I saw the... uh, the fine, uh, that that's way worse. That global entry is invaluable. Magic. It's in it so really important. Oh my goodness. Uh, I came back from Mexico a few months ago. I literally got through the customs in like five minutes or less. I'm going to London in, in a couple of months. I will, when I get back, I expect the same. Like I can't, that's just really a bummer. And you probably can't get it again. Like ever. That's really weird to me. Now, this feels overzealous in a, in a few different ways, which makes me think that she slightly misbehaved. Oh, interesting. Because it really takes a, a, a strong, you know, uh, a streak of belligerence in in the customs agent to be so aggressive about about this. He uh, had to have observed something in her in her comport, her demeanor her attitude that he did not like because he 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 always it's always a judgment call for these folks right do i want to invest the time that right. it's going to take to write this thing up and now to 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 initiate this process that at some point he's going to have to go she's going to appeal it she has appeal rights he has to go testify it's a whole thing so she she clearly pushed a button yeah she probably got sassy about the about the apple just like girl yeah. throw it away an apple yeah. probably was part of your flight free silly I, i'm not accepting her her recitation of facts that if she, she it was an innocent well what would you recommend should i eat it or toss it I, I don't think she approached it with that kind of calm sensibility that's my theory now I, it could agree. be the case he was an overzealous agent but i i doubt it also i i've always like wondered like how much honesty i should have in my declarations when upon returning to the country this scares <laughs> me a little bit be honest people <laughs> honesty is the best policy let there be no doubt Honestly, i mean don't now, be trying to sneak in no apples now that i have global entry it's like the stakes are even higher i can't lose it it is one of the things when you travel internationally it's an eyebrow razor as you fill out the attestation about what you're traveling with and what you're bringing back into the country. They make a big deal out of the agricultural and produce uh, side of things. So you're, you, you're kind of on notice that, like, you know, this is a, a, a potentially 
thorny area. And if, if you know you've got the apple, even if the plane, they, they gave it to you on the flight, just just handle it, you know, put that, leave it there and go get an apple at the, as soon as you clear customs. They have more apples at the airport. She was proceeding to her uh, her layover uh, flight, her next flight to, to Denver. I'm sure they had apples on the other side of customs. Absolutely. I mean, it's like you're in Denver. It's like a healthy place. Of course they have apples. Right. Well, House, that's all I've got for you. I wanted to be um, more sympathetic to Miss Tadlock, but I, I just can't. She, she's saying, I don't think I should be treated like a criminal. Guess what, Miss Tadlock? You are a criminal. Indeed. Anyway. <laughs> all right. On that note. Thanks, House. I'll talk to you next <laughs> thanks, week. Juliet. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Great stories. All right, there we go, my hungry homies. Another house of carbs in the books. Big thanks, obviously, to Jason Gay for coming on and telling us about his ex- his son's very expensive food habits. Uh, also, always, big thanks to Juliet Littman. Coming up next week, my taste buds, we are jumping into the liquids. We're going to go brown. I think we're going to be talking about uh, uh, delicious bourbon and the many ways that we can go, the many directions we might be able to take it. Uh, It's going to be an outstanding conversation. That's all I want to say about it. Until next week, my hungry homies, let's stay hungry out there.